Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is a Bible study on chapter 22 of Jeremiah. If you haven't been a part of the previous Bible studies, I have chapters 1 through 21 on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire. The link will be in the show notes of the episode, or you can just search in the search bar on Facebook, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be in that group. Once you're accepted in the group, you'll see a units tab. If you go on the units tab, it'll have all the previous chapters and all the study guides if you want to go check those out. Alright, so without further ado, let's get into chapter 22 of Jeremiah. I'm going to read verses 1 through 12 and then we'll talk about it. Judgment against evil kings. This is what the Lord says. Go down to the palace of the king of Judah and proclaim this message there. Hear the word of the Lord, O king of Judah, you who sit on David's throne, you, your officials, and your people who come through these gates. This is what the Lord says. Do what is just and right. Rescue from the hand of his oppressor, the one who has been robbed. Do no wrong or violence to the alien, the fatherless, or the widow. And do not shed innocent blood in this place. For if you are careful to carry out these commands, then kings who sit on David's throne will come through the gates of this palace, riding in chariots and on horses, accompanied by their officials and the people. But if you do not obey with these commands, declares the Lord, I swear by myself that this place will become a ruin. For this is what the Lord says about the palace of the king of Judah. Though you are like Gilead to me, like the summit of Lebanon, I will surely make you like a desert, like towns not inhabited. I will send destroyers against you, each man with his weapons, and they will cut up your fine cedar beams and throw them into the fire. People from many nations will pass by this city and ask one another, Why has the Lord done such a thing to this great city? And the answer will be, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord, their God, and have worshipped and served other gods. Do not weep for the dead king or mourn for his loss. Rather, weep bitterly for him who is exiled, because he will never return nor see his native land again. For this is what the Lord says about Shalom, son of Josiah, who succeeded his father as king of Judah, but has gone from this place. He will never return. He will die in the place where they have led him captive. He will not see this land again. Okay, so I just wanted to stop here because there are several things that I want to talk about before we read further into chapter 22 of Jeremiah. So the first thing I wanted to point out, like I said last episode when we went over chapter 21 of Jeremiah, the whole book of Jeremiah is not in chronological order. So the events that happened in chapter 22 of Jeremiah were actually before the events that happened in chapter 21 of Jeremiah. And that's why Jeremiah is proclaiming to the house of David and telling them to do what is just and right. And if they do that, then the people that are on David's throne will come in with their horses and their chariots, accompanied by their officials and their people. But if they don't obey the commands, then the place will become a ruin. Which in chapter 21, we know that the only option they had was to surrender because Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had already been besieging Jerusalem and he was already taking people captive in Judah. So this was before that. And we see an ongoing theme throughout these chapters where the Lord is constantly coming to Jeremiah to tell these people of Judah and Jerusalem to obey the covenant 
that their forefathers swore the covenant to obey the Lord and do what's commanded of them and not have any other false gods and worship him and only him. And again and again, these people are doing evil in the eyes of the Lord. And then they wonder why they're being held captive and all of their land is going in ruins. And here in verse 11, where it talks about Shalom, he's also called Jehoaz. And he's the son of Josiah, which in order to study this correctly and get all of the facts for you guys and to be able to understand it myself, what I did was I went back into 2 Kings. And if you go into chapters 23 and 24 of 2 Kings, you'll see the reign of Josiah, Jehoaz, Jehoiakim, and Zedekiah, which... Zedekiah was from last chapter, and then also Jehokim and Jehokin, we'll see both of them here in the next few verses. So there in 2 Kings, it talks more about their reign and what they did in the terms of their reign, how long they reigned, and all of that. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read verses 13 through 19, and then we'll talk about them. Woe to him who builds his palace by unrighteousness his upper rooms by injustice, making his countrymen work for nothing, not paying them for their labor. He says, I will build myself a great palace with spacious upper rooms, so he makes large windows in it, panels it with cedar, and decorates it in red. Does it make you a king to have more and more cedar? Did not your father have food and drink? He did what was right and just, so all went well with him. He defended the cause of the poor and needy, and so all went well. Is that not what it means to know me, declares the Lord? But your eyes and your heart are set only on dishonest gain, on shedding innocent blood, and on oppression and exhortion. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. They will not mourn for him. Alas, my brother, alas, my sister. They will not mourn for him. Alas, my master, alas, his splendor. He will have the burial of a donkey, dragged away and thrown outside of the gates of Jerusalem. Alright, so a little bit about these verses here. I'm going to actually go into 2 Kings chapter 23 and 24 and refer to those to help explain the verses that we read here in chapter 22 of Jeremiah. So King Josiah that it talks about here in chapter 22 of Jeremiah, he renewed the covenant with the Lord and with all the people of Judah and Jerusalem. And they all pledged themselves to the covenant. He did good in the eyes of the Lord. He got rid of all of the mediums, the spiritists, the household gods, the idols, and all the other detestable things seen in Judah and Jerusalem. But his sons after him did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They had forsaken the covenant that their father renewed with the Lord and the people of Judah and Jerusalem, and they worshipped false idols and false gods. Now here where it talks about Shalom, Joaz, he reigned for about three months, and just like it says in chapter 22 of Jeremiah, he took money from the people of Judah to build his palace, and he was taken off to Egypt and died there. Now starting in verse 18, it talks about Jehoiakim, which was son of Josiah, and he reigned after Joahaz. Jehoiakim ended up reigning for 11 years, and he also did evil in the eyes of the Lord. During his reign, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon invaded the land of Judah and 
Jehoiakim became his vassal for three years, and then he turned on Nebuchadnezzar and rebelled against him. So the Lord sent Babylonian, Armenian, Moabite, Ammonite raiders against them to destroy Judah in accordance to the word of the Lord proclaimed by his servants and prophets. So that's why it says here that the people will not mourn for Jehoiakim. Now I'm going to finish off reading verses 20 through 30 of chapter 22 of Jeremiah, and then we'll talk about everything. Go up to Lebanon and cry out. Let your voice be heard in Basham. Cry out from Abiram. For all your aliens are crushed. I warned you when you felt secure, but you said I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth. You have not obeyed me. This wind will drive out all your shepherds away, and your allies will go into exile. Then you will be ashamed and disgraced because of your wickedness. You who live in Lebanon, who are nestled in cedar buildings, how you will groan when pangs come upon you. Pain like that of a woman in labor. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, even if you, Jehokim, son of Jehokim, king of Judah, were a signet ring on the right hand, I would still pull you off. I will hand you over to those who seek your life, those you fear, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and to the Babylonians. I will hurl you and the mother who gave you birth into another country, where neither of you was born, and there you both will die. You will never come back to the land you long to return to. Is this man Jehokin a despised broken pot, an object no one wants? Why will he and his children be hurled out, cast into a land they do not know? O oh, land, 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 hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Record this man as if childless, a man who will not prosper in his lifetime. For none of his offspring will prosper, None will sit on the throne of David or rule any more in Judah. So after Jehoiakim reigned, his son Jehokim reigned in Jerusalem for three months. At that time, the officers of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, advanced on Jerusalem and laid siege to it. So here in verses 24 through 30 of chapter 22 of Jeremiah, the Lord is saying that even if Jehokim ends up doing good in the eyes of the Lord, he will still hand them to the hands of Nebuchadnezzar and hurl him and his mother who gives him birth into another country where they will die there because of all the evil that has been done with their fathers and the covenant has been broken time and time again and they're doing evil in the eyes of the Lord. They're following false gods. They're being greedy and just only doing things for gain and shedding innocent blood. And even though... He's told them to do just and right. They still haven't. Jehokim did end up doing evil in the eyes of the Lord, and he reigned for three months. And him and all of his family surrendered to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar made Mataniah, Jehokim's uncle, king in his place and changed his name to Zedekiah, which we hear about Zedekiah in chapter 21 of Jeremiah. So that is the Bible study on chapter 22 of Jeremiah. I would highly recommend going to 1st and 2nd Kings and reading all of that, especially with reading Jeremiah. Also reading 1st and 2nd Kings is really going to help, especially 2nd Kings is really going to help when understanding and studying the book of Jeremiah. And a lot of times that's what I'll reference to to get my information if there's missing information in the book of Jeremiah to be able to really understand it. 
So the main things in common with all of these chapters that we've read so far in Jeremiah is when the people of Judah and Jerusalem follow the covenant of the Lord and worship him and follow him and only him and do good in the eyes of him, they will be his people and he will choose them. But time and time again, they're choosing other false gods and false idols and only looking out for themselves and shedding innocent blood. So then consequences happen and the land goes in ruins and they become besieged and held captive and have to surrender. And the sad reality of the way that the world is today is a lot of people are following false idols and false gods. It may not be the Baals or the different false idols that were in Judah and Jerusalem at the time that we were reading in Jeremiah, but there are false gods and false idols that are being worshipped and it's being so normalized and we are just falling so short from the glory of God and we are not following and worshipping God and doing what's commanded of us like we should be doing. And then we look at how the world is today, especially 2020, and wonder why the world is so horrible. But no one ever thinks that it's because we haven't acknowledged our guilt, repented, and truly changed our ways and stop worshiping these false idols, stop worshiping these false gods, and turn to the one and only God and follow him and worship him and do what's commanded of us. And if we do that, then things will be a whole lot better for us. But until we do that, it's just going to continue to get worse and worse. So I'm going to say a quick prayer for you guys before I let you go. If you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you be with each and every single person listening to this right now. Lord, I pray that you open up their eyes, their ears, their mind, and their spirit to you, Lord, and that they see the truth of your word and they follow you. They acknowledge their guilt, repent, and truly change their ways and they follow you do what's commanded of them and worship you and only you and i pray that they seek you and your glory all the days of their lives and that they let others know about you and the truth of your word and help other people to be saved by you and when it's their time to go that they'll be going to heaven to see your glory i love you so much lord in jesus name amen i love you guys so much i will see you guys next week Next week's episode is about letting the opinions of other people control your life and how to stop that. So you definitely want to check that out because that's going to be a great episode, especially for people that are people pleasers or recovering people pleasers like me. See you guys next week. Bye guys.